How about yourself, Colin? Oh, I went on holiday to my house. Oh, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's favorite holiday destination. Yeah, with uh, with Bex, which was really nice. I got a new passport. I went to a deathcore gig and did that weird thing where you think you see somebody you know Ooh. and you spend the entire night kind of looking at them being like, is that you? And oh. then you realize it's not them and you've just been <laughs> staring at some randomer. Okay. <laughs> which is very awkward. And I updated my Twitter bio as well. Oh, you did. You know, I just Again. you know I, I hadn't changed it for a while. It'd been very stale, been very samey, right? And thought I'd uh, I'd freshen up. So now we've got soon to be unemployed at Colin underscore Stone underscore. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only got two weeks to go. Counting down the days. Um, sad boy metalcore motion scoundrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pop punk madness. Llama bonanza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to be funny. Seesaw Parade. Yes. I mean, I could say Scotland's least. In fact, I should change that. Actually, Scotland's least all podcast. I mean, that is what we are. Definitively and unarguably. That is that is what we are, but also we are trying to be funny. Or rather, I'm certainly trying to be funny. I think you just make it effortless, you know. I effortlessly try. Seesaw Parade, episode 145. Welcome to the show, everybody. Scotland's Least All Podcast. Colin Stone over here. James over there. Over here, yes. James with one one named moniker. I am. I don't have a surname. How are you, by the way, other than all the things that have been happening? I have taken a, a, an intake of caffeine that is slightly too high okay. recent, in the recent hours. I'm feeling a bit jittery, Colin. I'm feeling jittery. Okay. That's just kind of my current state at the moment. Wake up, be jittery, because you're maybe going to be unemployed soon. You're definitely definitely going to be unemployed soon. Although, and this I can exclusively reveal this on the the podcast to our many listeners, uh, I got an email from an old employer Mm -hmm. as of about half an hour ago, Mm -hmm. which I'm pretty sure is going to be trying to ask me to come back and join them. They may rhyme with guest TV. Ah, the BBC. (laughs) That's it. That's it, James. Uh, so I have, of course, patched that email and uh, will respond to it when I am completely desperate. You could uh, you could ask if they're thinking about taking you on as like a contractor. Cause they pay, potentially. Yeah, yeah. They, you get extra money for that. Because that way I would not need to be researching how to sell my kidneys in Taiwan. Or anywhere else. Or how to run Breaking Bad for real. <laughs> Actual Breaking Bad. There have been so many, I've had so many ideas actually in the last wee while on how to make money, how to like sustain my high level class <laughs> of living. <laughs> Are most of them drug related? Some, I mean the thing is I get enough court copy sent to me to realise that actually if you're good at doing drugs and selling drugs, you can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But they just always get caught. Yeah. It's and, like the police are doing their job or something. Well, yeah, but if they were doing like if they were doing their job, there wouldn't be any drugs because you would have these people living the high life and owning four cars and some being like, "Yes, I make my money from laundry." <laughs> yeah, police, it's all your fault. Yeah, police, come on, get your act out, get your finger out together. Might as well just quit now. Yeah. So there, and I have been researching. So I considered like starting my own clothing line. Uh-huh. But again, what would you call it? I don't know. Like I was trying to think of some like edgy, cool names, like still grey, right? But in the end, I just thought, you know what? I'll just stick to making money by doing very niche Gaelic voiceovers. I'd, I'd call my clothing line I clothe myself, but I'd spell clothe with a K, because then you get free <laughs> marketing from from all the edgy teens. <laughs> 
Okay, that's quite good, but also, if, you, if you're putting a cloth with a K, everyone's just going to think you're Kardashian. Or have some sort of Kardashian. In fact, to be fair, that's a market. Yeah, that's even a market more right free there. marketing. Man, didn't think of that. Someone's going to make this the second they hear it. I better get that, that domain <laughs> bought right now. You should, as well as the Seesaw Parade domain, which has been... It's been purchased. When? 20, I was considering buying um, Seesaw Parade. Uh, parade.de but you've actually got to live in Germany to register <laughs> German domains. Oh do you? Yeah. Oh man that's well I mean to be fair my current state of uh, employment I could just go out there just for, just see how it goes for a while. Yeah yeah we could get there we could get the real cool thing that businesses do where you just don't have a .com you just make the end of your name the domain. Ich sprechen Sie Deutsche. Anyway we're, we're a podcast that talks about the news and films and stuff. Do you want to do that? If anyone has any idea of how to make money, which does not involve writing sad metalcore songs, because I'll, I'll probably tell you that already, there is no money to be made there. Apart from the occasional people who actually pay money for your EP, you're lovely. Oh, that's nice. Do, yeah, it's amazing, actually. It's really great. Because then people... Thanks, Christine. People, <laughs> um, actually, some guy in the Philippines bought it uh, the other week. Hey, well done. And you're global. He sent me an email and was like, I sense a theme running through through these tracks. And I was like, well, well, well sensed, <laughs> Philippe. Is it sadness? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it's uh, that's quite cool. But no, I don't think, um, you know, £17 a month is really going to sustain, mm. as I say, all the uh, copious amount of powders that I have in my flat. Like Johnson's baby powder. Flour. Baking powder. <laughs> yeah, other powders are available. Let's actually do what we were here to do and talk about things that you are meant to care about, starting with House of Cards. Yeah. Which, the final season, hitting Netflix the start of November, which I, of course, will now have the ability to binge watch. And the first proper trailer has come out. I'm very excited to talk about this. Let's have a listen. My first 100 days as president have been difficult. I lost my husband. We were about to celebrate 30 years together. Your husband and I had an agreement. Francis is dead. Promises were made. Not by me. Here's the thing. Whatever Francis told you the last five years... Don't believe a word of it. James, let's start with this, uh, of the main talking point. Obviously, Kevin Spacey, no longer part of the series. Yeah. They have literally killed him off. Yeah. Right move? Or have they? Oh, no, well, they can't. Or no, they can't just, like, play have it. They? Come on. I mean, they could, but they wouldn't ever have him on screen, so I don't see why they wouldn't. Like, he's secretly not dead and helping in the background, but nah, <laughs> they better have actually just killed him. Right, oh, yeah, it seems it, he is dead, it looks well, like. Well, what's happened is, like, Claire has had him assassinated basically to pr- to make her own career on the up and then she's gonna be a strong powerful middle class white woman upper class white woman do you think that the kind of killing off was the, the only way they could have written him out the show I mean it's probably the best way like I said you could just make him so his character like sneaks off into the shadows to like come back someday in the future and then maybe like you get a Kevin Spacey-esque type to 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 take up the mantle, but you know this seems like the smart way to do it. And honestly, as much as I've hated House of Cards for the last two seasons or three seasons or maybe oh really ever since season one and a half, <laughs> this trailer almost won me back over. Absolutely. Yeah, I liked this trailer, and it really annoys me that I did. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take umbrage with the fact you didn't enjoy the last two seasons. Season three. When they started involving the Russians, I didn't quite enjoy that one as much. Four and five, 
We've had four and five, right? Yeah, I think it's five out of five, yeah. I think. Yeah, I we're both enjoyable to an extent. For one and two, obviously, will always be king. But yeah. this trailer was excellent. It was everything I want House of Cards to be. Yeah, it looks like they got all the intrigue back and everyone's trying to play their own game. And, like, Doug's there. <laughs> and even, like, summed up the surprise of the audience by being like, do you really think this was the last of me? Did you really not think you'd see me again? Yeah, like, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> Once Frank was gone, I, I just didn't think he'd be, be in the picture anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's move on. Uh, yeah. To We're going to go to some TV. No, sorry, we're going to go to some movies, then back to TV. Uh, talking this week about X-Men Dark Phoenix, which is the next mm-hmm. of the big X-Men films. We'll get to the actual news uh, regarding this film in a minute, but the first trailer has also been released this week. Let's have a listen. You think you can fix me? Jean, you are not broken. The mind is a fragile thing. Takes only the slightest tap to tip it in the wrong direction. This is the end. Charles, what did you do? I had to keep her stable. I protected her. James. Yes? Before we get to the news, Uh this to me looks very similar to how the Dark Phoenix character arc played out in the third film, The Last Stand, uh-huh. 13 years ago. Prove me wrong. Oh, no, you're right. She's a... <laughs> sh- oh, no, our, our friend Jane's a bad guy. We're trying to save her. What are we going to do? Oh, dear. Police are getting involved, so we're going to have some cool special effects on police cars. Is this film just going to end with Hugh Jackman, like, stabbing her and suddenly everything's fine? Nah, Magneto and Xavier will, will um, team up and save the day together. And then they'll part ways with a mutual respect, but also mild enmity and maybe man crushes. Um, because this trailer is just making it look like they're going to be against each other, which they will be in the film. And then they'll realize that the only way to really save the day and make no one die, including the, the villain slash antagonist slash actual good person, is to team up. Yay, because Magneto's got a helmet that makes him not be controlled by her. And Baldy... He's powerful. Right. I don't know. The trailer, as far as it was pretty boring and bland, because it's all the same effects that we've seen for years now, and all the same characters that we're not seeing anything new from, the film looks more character-driven than all the previous ones. Okay. I... Which I like. Right, fine. I thought this trailer was pretty bad because it seems like it's retreading old ground. Mm Mm-hmm. It, I mean, thankfully does not have the grey Teletubby from X-Men Apocalypse, which was uh, Oscar Isaac caked in CGI and prosthetics. Yeah, that was a disappointment. And also... They still got Mystique being not Mystique and instead just being Jennifer Lawrence, which is really annoying. They just make her blue for for clang out loud. (laughs) For clang out loud. And also Magneto, uh, er, um, Eric Fassbender, no, Michael Fassbender even. (laughs) As opposed to his character, Eric Lencher. Yeah. He seems to... He's been, like, edging towards the evil side for literally the entire franchise. And he's still not there yet. You know, and, and every film starts the same with him. It's like, oh, he's off just chilling somewhere in the woods being a worker with some people. And he's nice now. And then he gets caught up in the mess. It is. Like you say, tread, retreading old ground. He's just... But yeah, it's just the same stuff every every film. The, I mean, the first two I really enjoyed, but the last one, Apocalypse, was awful. Yeah, I'm just hoping that the characters will be well written because if it is, then you don't need new stuff. You just have good characters, and that's interesting. 
Right, from that point, James, the yes. film, the news this week regarding Dark Phoenix, which also mm-hmm. has Jessica Chastain in it, by the way. We didn't mention her. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, uh, It's been pushed back again. Oh, oh, no. So this was meant to come out next month. Mm-hmm. It then got pushed back to next year, to kind of February, March time. It's now been pushed back again to next summer. Right. Because, apparently, test audiences have not liked... Obviously, large sequences of the film, so they're going to have to reshoot them. As actual reshoots. To try and make a film that people like. Oh. And that, to me, is bonkers. Because this film's so expensive. Yeah. And the reshoots are going to just keep adding to the production. Like, why can't you, you fix this in the script or, you know, when you're actually shooting it? It's insane. Hmm. It's like they're, they've got one of them classic dead horses. <laughs> and they're, like, hitting it. With sticks and thinking it's going to change something. Or it's just throwing sticky stuff to the wall and hoping some of it will stick. Yeah. That's a phrase, isn't it? Sp- spaghetti, classically. It's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and then you get to check if it's ready or not. So what they okay. need to do is take a bite of the film instead of throwing it at the wall. Let's move back to... Uh, I'm, not, I'm excited but not excited for this film. Right. I'm more excited for pretty much of the DC stuff and with the X-Men stuff separately in Marvel and basically all the things but Marvel as universe I'm more excited for the anthology stuff the standalone stories than I am for these yeah things that overlap and that you have to keep up with just okay stick to the one-offs they're much better right briefly before we stick with movies for good Daredevil season three has a Wilson Fiske trailer yeah he's back uh, which he is back yeah Vincent D'Onofrio uh, this trailer I'm not going to play because it is literally just music but if you want to go and see it, it is... Okay, I'm going to say cliched, yeah, first of all. A bit artistic. Because you go... You've, are you, yeah, true, are you artistic? Just to sum it up for you visually impaired people. Uh, <laughs> are you going to describe something with visual metaphor? No, no. Do you know what? Do you know like you get the audio described versions on DVDs? Right, let's do, do that. that. Go for it. Wilson Fisk stands up in a white suit. Everything in the room is white, signifying purity. Mm-hmm. The camera shifts to the other side. There stands Daredevil, the good guy. Mm. He is clothed in black. Mm. The room is black. Mm. And there is a fire. Mm. And he puts something on the fire. He puts something white in the fire. He looks sad. And he's got blood all over his face. He has blood all over his face. And he puts something white in the fire. And he puts something white in the fire. Yeah. Which then turns black. Mm. And black Mm. is evil. Mm. Daredevil logo. Ta-da! Wilson Fisk's actually the good guy of the Daredevil arc all along. Like we've talked about Daredevil before, and I think this whole pretending Matt Murdock's a bad guy is completely pointless because the audience knows it's not true. What did you think of this? Well, so they're sticking to the storyline and once again proving that my idea for why they needed to fix the season two, uh, oh no, the season of Defenders. the Defenders and make Wilson Fisk a part of saving the city. Yep. Is, is to just tie it into the story because they're trying to make it too too obvious for anyone. We're all we all know now. They both have the same motivation. They both want to save the city. They're both doing it in ways that are morally ambiguous. Yeah. Oh, this character is just like this character. We're not so different, you and I. Ra 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 ra. They're just doubling down, quadrupling down on that storyline. It's nothing new. So get it over with. Get Daredevil onto a new character arc and or kill him and move on. Okay, good. I like that. Let's uh, We've got four trailers to go and then onto some Brett Kavanaugh, Boris Johnson and some other stuff. But let's go, first of all, to one of the more interesting trailers of the year. I'm going to save the uh, adjectives for after we have a listen. 
to Holmes and Watson. I have two days left to live. Solve this case. Her Majesty, would you mind if we had a picture together? Watson, who's going to take the photograph? I will take it. You see, it's sort of a self-photograph. He's a real fan. I swear, I never do this. Hey, girl! Hey, girl! For anyone who doesn't know or doesn't recognise the voices, that's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, as in yeah. the two people who were in Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. Doing, doing some real, real funny <laughs> English accents. Real I funny ones. I can hear you groaning. I want you to have a go at summing up what you thought of this. Um, so it's all the not funny aspects from previous uh, Farrell and Riley endeavors put into a film with not funny accents uh, and a and a debumbling detective trope, but not even done well. Yeah, that's that's basically as succinctly as I could put it. I think uh, this looks absolutely horrible, mm-hmm. and not even in like a, so. This is so bad it's good kind of way. Yeah. So Step Brothers is debatably good or bad. It's bad. Talladega Nights is just good. Yeah, I like that. It's good. It's been going downhill with these guys for a long time. I absolutely love John C. Riley. I think he's one of the best actors on the planet. As we saw in Stan and Ollie last week. Oh, yeah. And as we have from the stats, because he's one of the most commonly critically acclaimed actors. He's like yeah. right below Daniel Day-Lewis in terms of percentage of films that come out that are good. Um. I'm just not excited for this at all. It looks bad. And I hated the style they were going for. The the, the, the the tying in modern with the old. It just felt clunky. The only thing that gives me hope for this is that the calibre of actors they've got outside of those two, including Ralph Fiennes yeah. as Moriarty and Rebecca Hall, who is phenomenal, playing mm-hmm. a female doctor who uh, John C. Riley's character offers some heroin. Yeah. It's, but the joke, like, maybe it was just a bad trailer. Maybe they've just aimed it wrong. I mean, no, like, that's a, that's an actual funny joke because heroin was a cure to basically a whole lot of stuff back in the Victorian days. But the, the trailer days. as a whole just wasn't funny. Well, yeah, because in, in film trailers, you put some of your funniest gags in the trailer, and one of the things in this was a killer bee breaking the, breaking the, the glass thing that just wasn't funny at all. And it took about, I think, four minutes. I think I, I saw four minutes of a joke, and it wasn't funny. <laughs> So it just didn't. This this film doesn't look good. I'm sure some of bits will be good, and like um, Step Brothers, the best parts might be the supporting cast and all the interactions that are going on there, and maybe Farrell and Riley will have some standout moment or two, like the 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 climactic scenes in Step Brothers with the um, the song, which is hilarious. But <laughs> I just uh, yeah, I'll just watch the highlights of the film. Okay, moving on. Wait until someone does a YouTube edit. Moving on briefly to Bumblebee, the first full trailer for the Transformers spin-off from the director of Kubo and the Two Strings. Let's have a listen. So you have no idea where he came from? No idea. Well. Here's the deal. People can be terrible about things they don't understand. From now on, the only person you can show yourself around is me. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Right, James, we saw the teaser for this a few weeks ago and both of us actually quite enjoyed it. Yep. First full trailer, yep. have you changed your mind? No, I actually quite enjoyed it. Hey! Yeah, how about that? I enjoyed it up until the point yeah. Optimus Prime's voice appeared. Yeah, that was a bit samey. And then it just brought me back down to earth with the same old Michael Bay Transformers rubbish. I thought, can this film not just have its own wee arc and not keep digging back to the past just total guff. Well, well, it is, I believe, separate. 
It might have the same voice, but it is a separate story because you've got the different Bumblebee. Even Optimus Prime is a different design. They're all the classic designs yeah. from the kids' toys, which is really cool. Even all the Decepticons are the classic styles, which is which is a real good choice to make. Um, ow. I just, I just hit my elbow off something. <laughs> Funny bone. Ow. Um, the, I trust this director to get the feels and the humor. Yes, you will. And you will the character interaction. Yeah. So... I'm allowing, in this instance, unlike for the Sherlock film, I quite like the mix of new inter- technology in terms of the VFX and the voice um, style right. with the old character design. And I trust the director to bring it together well, because it's, it's just not Michael Bay, is it? So it might be good. True. Okay, moving on. Creed 2. This is the penultimate trailer we're going to look at. This is the sequel to the uh, boxing film slash Rocky spinoff from a couple of years ago, which was very good. Uh, let's let's press play. Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, who infamously killed Apollo Creed, appeared today to issue a challenge to Adonis Creed. Don't do this. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. He broke things in me that ain't never been fixed. It ain't worth it. Okay, uh, James... I'm going to tell you what I think of this, first of all. Yeah, go, go for it. I have said so many times on this podcast, I hate trailers which show you the entire plot of the film, uh-huh. and this trailer does just that. Uh-huh. It's Michael B. Jordan's character, Apollo... No, it's Adonis, sorry. It's, it's Adonis it's Creed. Creed. Yeah, and just Creed, Creed's the important part. All the important people in his life being like, yo, don't take this fight, don't do don't it. Don't take this fight. And he's going to like, I'm going to take the fight. And they're like, don't I take the no fight. I've got no choice, I have to. It's, uh, it's, it's a matter of principle. And then he takes the fight anyway, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. T- during the process of losing, he learns something about himself and he realises, mm-hmm. actually, maybe family is more important than boxing. Yeah, I like babies after all. End scene. End scene, right, yeah. Finn. Yeah, so I just did not. I just didn't like. Uh, as much as I really enjoyed the first one, this does nothing for me. Well, the first one didn't do much new either. Basically, no. So but the it, first but it, what one it was did, not much new. It had a new style. It had a new, a new style, character. and it did it very, very well. And it did it well. So I'm gonna suggest that this film isn't doing anything new in terms of story, which is why it doesn't matter that they showed us the whole story because it is basically a rehash again. But because they're sticking with the new style, which they do really well, and they're sticking with the realistic. Um, fights which they do really well and they're sticking with the good character writing which they do really well it might still be very enjoyable to watch okay fair enough right last but not least <laughs> yes Taron Egerton in yeah not least Robin at all. Hood I've been won over I love it let's uh let's play a segment of this before we both kick it to pieces I've never seen anything like it men of power taking more power from the blood of innocence we're just two men, what can we do? You're only powerless if you believe you're powerless. I'm Robert. Yahya Eben Uma. Yahya Bob. Yahya. In your language is John. John it is. Actually, it's John. Oh, that's funny because name is that I can't say. That's a funny joke. Man, Except James, this the whole conservative looks party. so bad. Uh, I can't even yep. begin to tell you where to start with this, James. Uh, have at it. There's a principle that I am stealing from a different podcast that I like. <laughs> what? Not um, this one. 
Not this one. So I listened to a podcast called Hello Internet, and on there they spoke about flags once. And anyone out there that wants to understand this current thing that I'm thinking needs to look at the Maryland flag, the flag of the state of Maryland. 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 Okay, fine. Cookie state. <laughs> so go see the flag. You'll see it's the worst flag in the world, and therefore it is a good flag. You love it because it's so bad. It's crossed bad into good again. This film okay. is following the like Maryland principle of it is so bad. It knows it and it's good again. And I think it's deliberate because that really? that, that Robin Hood film from back in the day with Watchmacallum and Watchmacallum in it. Yeah, I know the one. And Morgan Freeman. <laughs> this is just that film, but modern. Val Kilmer. Yeah. And I think, and, yeah. and it's got all the callbacks to the, it's got some callbacks to the Robin Hood cartoon. It's got some callbacks to the bad Robin Hood films. It's got some callbacks to the so bad it's good Robin Hood film. Genuinely, I've been won over because this looks hilariously bad. Okay. I could not disagree more because I don't think anybody in this team or behind this film decided, you know what? We're going to make this film so comically bad that people will like it. I don't think anyone, I can't believe, or I couldn't believe for a second that anybody would actually think that. Okay. And then also, just even with this trailer, like, the reverse Inception womp in the first few seconds. Check. Mm -hmm. Medieval soldiers wearing body armor you would buy in JD Sports. Check. Mm -hmm. Arrows that sound like bullets. Mm -hmm. Check. Yeah, and a guy that's dressed like modern. Oh, everyone looks modern. Like clash of clash of genres and themes. Check. It's perfect. It's so bad. And the because no, you can care you can care about this zero. This film matters nothing to anyone, so it can't go wrong. The dialogue, uh, the action, just the, even the stuff like Taron Egerton shooting an arrow forcefully backwards whilst grimacing. It's uh, no. What I want, <laughs> just the worst. What I want is this trailer. Exactly as it is, with a different soundtrack, and I think it will become a good trailer um, for a bad film. Okay. I think I think the right. thing that kills this trailer is the is the music choice, and this and this sound effect choice. Change all that, and you've and you've got a convincing trailer for look, we're making a cheesy Robin Hood film again. Don't you miss the cheesy ones? So we want the arrows to be like pew pew pew. I just want the arrows to make a whoosh noise. I don't really mind. I just I want not. I don't want music that sounds like you're trying to be cool. I don't want special effects that sounds like you're trying to be cool. Just lean into the cheesiness of the Robin Hood story. Okay, fair enough. And do you know what I'm doing? Uh, by the way, in my first week of unemployment is rewatching the extended Lord of the Rings. So you're gonna enjoy this the arrow sound effect. So I can so I can relive a good arrow sound effect yeah I and also anyone who's good arrow sound effects there are people out there who still have not seen lord of the rings there are there so are. we have to watch it for them yes we do exactly right it is our moving duty. on to some actual serious news <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the u.s supreme court now this is uh the news which has been rumbling on for quite some time the senate have decided to postpone the potential nomination of brett kavanaugh for mm -hmm. a week to allow mm -hmm. the fbi to investigate claims of sexual assault. Now, uh, it was Christine Blasey Ford who came forward and uh, after 36 years, by the way, yeah, to say, actually, you know what? No, Brett Kavanaugh cannot go to the Supreme Court because he sexually assaulted me. Mm -hmm. And then she had to testify in front of the Judiciary Committee and was essentially like, kind of sh shouted at and questioned for a good like hour plus whilst Brett Kavanaugh got more and more red in the face and angry. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's denying the allegations. Yep. Um, of not just Dr. Ford, like a number of women. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Also denying allegations of ever drinking an unreasonable amount. And his pal has, or rather his, one of his ex-classmates just come out and said, no, he used to get blackout drunk all the time. Yeah. And then another ex-classmate said, actually he didn't. So it's genuinely like they're in high school. Right. So, so let's, in high school. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So this is a pretty big deal because if Kavanaugh gets the nomination to the Supreme Court, the highest kind of law in the land in the US, it will then have kind of a conservative slant for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal, mm-hmm. and yet it had to take an order from the president for the Senate to be like, hold on, okay, fine, we're going to delay this vote, because at the, at the way that we're going, it was going to be like, okay, great, we've heard all these testimonies, we've sat here for a while, anyone got any objections to still nominating this guy? Sure. Well, here's the thing. Here's one of the things. There's many things to this. There are. No matter who's telling the truth, somebody has lied to the um, well, has lied in testimony before the Judiciary Committee, right? Somebody's lied. Some One of one of them is a liar, yeah. Yeah. So no matter which side of the argument you're on, you're going to have to want this investigation if you care at all about justice. Because whoever's lied needs to get some pretty severe punishment. True. Just by the laws of the land. A week doesn't seem quite long enough to investigate, and especially if no one really cares, because there's a lot of report about people calling in, trying to give testimony against them, saying, yeah, things are true and they're just getting sent to like some drop some call some line to talk to some uninterested agent about stuff but they need to care more about this no matter if you're republican democrat or night on none of the above unless you just don't care about the law which some people don't um you need to care because someone's lied at the highest level yep so please but, get it get it over with but, investigate but when it is somebody's word against someone else's you know the the allegations date back to the early 80s mm-hmm. and you know obviously there isn't any proof at this point it's just one person's word against the other yeah when you are as powerful as brett kavanaugh is about to be who's going to stand up and be like actually you know what yeah let's let's not let you in let's just you know it's it is it is her word against his i'm not for any second defending him i'm just saying well it's hard to prove she says that he says that how do you decide? Well, it's hard to prove, but also he's apparently quite the diary keeper and calendar keeper, so there's actually evidence. Oh, really? And then there's also a lot of people calling in to provide, like, secondary testimony, be witnesses. But then, of course, all the Republicans are saying, oh, no, this is just bias. It's just yeah, the Democrats they're, yeah, they're just trying, trying to trying upend to, this. Yeah, it's just political schemes. And they're trying to bring down a good man and all that. I, I'm going to actually weigh in with a, a, some opinion on this because I've watched some of the testimony and I'd watched him testify before about he's been questioned about other things like lies well potential lies before other um, committees and stuff yeah and every time he's getting asked questions he acts very slimy he doesn't answer directly he says he can't remember stuff he doesn't really seem like he's trying to be honest so even if he is being truthful and honest, he needs to do a better job of not looking like a liar. Okay, well, let's move it back uh, to this side of the planet. And uh, Philip Hammond, the f- Treasury Secretary... Ah, uh, from a slimy human being to a slimy human being. <laughs> oh, about to go to slimier. He's apparently launched, or rather he has launched, a scathing attack on Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, to a slimy human being. Saying uh, that Mr. Johnson will never be Prime Minister... Because he has no grasp of detail. 
Because mm-hmm. you can't basically get to code positions for saying, of power if you, unless you're real smart, right? You are thick. Yeah. Which I don't think anyone was debating, but for someone, for the, the Chancellor to come out and say that about someone who is still pretty popular amongst his own party yeah. as the Tory party conference is happening right now mm-hmm. is pretty unheard of. What's the what was the point of doing this? Like, why would you say that? Maybe he's trying to set himself up to be a powerful boy and maybe be prime minister. This is Philip Hammond we're talking about. I I don't quite understand where basically either of the big parties in British politics brains are right now, because they just continuously are stabbing each other in the back over every little thing they can, and maybe they're all really dumb. I think they might all just be really really stupid. <laughs> Because most of them, whenever they're talking to the media or experts, just kind of ignore everything and just state their own opinion like it's true. So I, I think maybe all of them might be either really stupid or huge big liars. Here's a question, James. Yes or no? Will Boris Johnson one day be prime minister? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say yes as well. Yeah. I think even though Philip Hammond may have a point, or he does have a point, saying that Boris Johnson has no grasp of detail... That has not stopped what's happened in the United States over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, you don't need to be an intelligent person to, to rule these days. You just he's need to be also, popular online. Yeah, he's also very popular. He's got. He still, to this day, still has a very good image. Yeah. And he's got ties everything. to the Russians, which helps your political career these days. It's like he could... He's untouchable, it seems. Like, he has just gone from scandal to scandal and has been pretty much unscathed at the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's because he's it's because he's so adorable, right? So when he's talking about a bid to replace Theresa May, it's not that far a stretch of the imagination. As nope. terrifying as that is, and also at the Tory conference this week, the uh, just very briefly, the Scottish Tory leader Ruth Davidson um, told party members or hardline Brexiteers to dismiss the and I quote ivory towered schemes of the ideological Puritan. What on earth does that even mean? Who is she trying to dismiss? Hardline Brexiteers and their ivory-towered schemes of the ideological Puritan. Right. <laughs> well, you know, she's trying to be, use big words. She probably she cracked a out a thesaurus yeah, to, to write that one. Or one of her aides cracked out a thesaurus because, <laughs> you know, who writes their own speeches these days. True. Apart from us. Apart from us. Well, I don't write them. We just kind of... That's why talk. we're always wrong, is because we just kind of talk off the top of our heads, which means that we just lie endlessly. But luckily, we're an entertainment show, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Fair, hashtag fair comment. Hashtag that's the definite. You know, if we were ever sued for defamation, it's fair comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, fair comment, satire. Blah, 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 right. blah. Okay, D- enough. Time to wrap up with uh, very uh, three. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of the future. I know, her, me too. <laughs> okay, talking of future. Bond 25, James Bond 25. Yes, back to movies very briefly. Woo. Kari Fukunaga has now been made the new director after Danny Boyle uh, stepped aside due to creative differences. If you don't recognise the name, he is from True Detective, yep. Good Season, yep. uh, Beasts of No Nation, and he's yep. just finished directing Maniac, which is the new Netflix show you are seeing plastered all over your homepage. Yeah, which I've watched one episode of and quite enjoyed one episode of. Really? Okay, well, yeah. it's on my list, as is about 24 other shows, including 24. Mm-hmm. This, to me, seems like a pretty good choice. I, I, having looked at his stuff and having realised who he is, yeah, I'm on board with this. Me too. He seems like a talented guy. If he gets to do what he wants, he'll probably make a good film. And he's also not, like, the biggest name in the world. So if he isn't allowed to do what he wants, he might just do what the studio wants and not get fired. Yeah, okay, good stuff. Uh, yeah, good try, studio. Penultimately, onto the Joker movie. Now, this happened a wee while ago, which is why I put it so far down. But the director, Todd Phillips... 
via Instagram unveiled some new images of Joaquin Phoenix actually in Joker makeup. Yeah. James, what do you think of it? Well, I think that this time it doesn't just look like a bad headshot of Joaquin Phoenix. It actually <laughs> looks like stuff from a film. Yeah. And I'm excited for the film because... As am I. It is not tied into any expanded universe. It's the dream. And it's not Jared Leto. So if all they want to do forever is just cast characters and make films about characters. And if they want to make three films about one character with three different sets of writers and three different actors, I'm all for it. Because it leads to more chances of more good films instead of investing like three, four years in an entire storyline across three, four films. Okay. Just make, just keep making them and try and make good ones. Hashtag RIP Dark Universe. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a loss. Last but not least uh, in actual news that James will enjoy, JAXA, the uh, Japanese, I want to say Rover, or maybe that's the name of the organization. That's the space agency, yeah. Okay, that's the name of the organization, have landed two robots on an asteroid. Yeah. This is mental. I, I've yeah, just been then, reading about this. And then nobody cared. <laughs> this is a, yeah, like... It, it's right. So essentially, the asteroid was moving at what thirty-five thousand miles an hour. The asteroid was going at space speeds. At space speeds, and the Japanese space agency managed to land two hopping robots onto the asteroid. Yeah, that's awesome. One, which 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 drive themselves? They choose and, where to go themselves, and are sending pictures back on top of a. One of them even asteroid. took like a, a fifteen-frame film for us. This is so cool because we actually successfully landed a rover on an asteroid. Why does nobody Europe care about this? It, Europe tried it and they crashed a rover onto an asteroid. Yeah, they did. And then it took, it took a picture or two off a wall and everyone was like mind blown by how successful <laughs> this mission was. It was headline news. They for, landed it in the place that the sun wasn't hitting. Yeah, so they, they failed their mission, <laughs> but it still managed to be on our headlines for a very long time. And it was really super impressive. And go Europe, we're so great at space. Japan just successfully does it, lands two instead of one. They're even going to send in another one for us. Like one of our one of our rovers is is there too, and they're going to have a like the big guy like that that took all the rovers. I believe is also a lander, and it's all going well. And they all drive themselves. They don't have to have like wait for thirty minutes to send commands. Exactly. It is such a cool mission. They've done such a good job. And Britain, all the news outlets are just like, eh, it wasn't us. Who cares? Well, well done, Jackson. Well done, Japan. Well done to the two hopping robots because you guys seem great. Absolutely. The two hopping robots whose names I don't remember right now, I'm so proud of you. Okay, James, last but not least, Venom is out on Wednesday. Are you going to see it and when? Because I would like to come. I don't know and I don't know and sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Can I suggest a day? I mean, you can run a day by. And also, if anyone else would like to join us, please, please feel free. Sure. Uh, I'm going to quickly peer at my calendar. Would Thursday work? Probably not. All right. Okay. How about <laughs> how about Saturday during the probably, day before I leave? Probably not this week, Colin. I'm going to run that one. Really? By. Probably not this week. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Keep every stay stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned, everyone. Just, the, just follow our Twitter and smash that <laughs> notifications button. Our uh, our Venom date yet to be decided. Yeah. Right, James. It's been a pleasure. It has been. I've enjoyed this. I have indeed. I'm still jittery. Okay. It's been fun. It's good. Right, I'm going to go and edit now and uh, take out all our swears and inappropriateness. <laughs> there is always so much. Sorry, Mum. Okay, right, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Yeah, bye, Colin. Goodbye, two Japanese robots that are on asteroids. <laughs> Goodbye, the police. Why? Why? Okay, fine. Never mind.